What is consciousness and how do we connect with our life's purpose? We'll talk about that on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. Is everybody ready for the Mind Dog to make the show? And welcome, my friends, to yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here, as always. Looking forward to a really great week and starting it off right now uh, with a uh, conversation about uh, life purpose, consciousness, and something that's called the law of unification. We're going to find out what that means and what that's all about. Uh, if you listen to this program at all, watch the program at all, you know, there are, this is a subject that I, I've questioned a lot of people on i'm very curious about it still haven't gotten all the answers i'm looking for but just because i haven't succeeded doesn't mean i'm going to give up trying i'm really curious about the subject curious about consciousness what it really means uh so i'm looking forward to this conversation but we have a really exciting week uh lined up for you and uh really happy to see uh the kind of guests we're getting and looking forward to a very stimulating conversation today and hopefully you'll get a lot out of it before uh, we get to the program i gotta talk about the sponsors today's show is brought to you by funwise capital funwise capital is a business lender matching platform that helps you get the best lines of credit guaranteed you can use the funding for anything you need to start or grow your business and you can apply online in 60 seconds or less. Get the best funding you can qualify for. Their strategic lender matching platform searches through hundreds of lenders to find the very best possible option for your unique situation. They have hundreds of five-star reviews on Google, Trustpilot, and Facebook, and an A-plus rating with the business Better Business Bureau. They provide unsecured lines of credit at zero in, uh, 0% interest for 9 to 15 months, unsecured term loans, loans based on income, short-term gap funding, and bridge loans. They work with real estate, startups, franchises, restaurants, any kind of business, any kind of project. To get started, it's really, really simple. You just go to apply, apply.funwise.com slash dog. apply.funwise.com slash dog. Get the money you need for your business. You need some money to tide you over, pay some expenses while you're getting back on uh, on track. Uh, they can help. You're looking for startup funding? They can help with that, too. So it's a great opportunity. The link's in the description. I hope you'll patronize our sponsors. They mentioned we're going to talk about consciousness. We're going to talk about life purpose. And we're going to uh, talk about a new book. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly how new it is, but a recent early published book called Mastering Creation. Uh, my guest is Devit. Divneet Carlisle, you know, I practiced this right before we went on the air, and uh, uh, and then I go screw it up. It just goes to show you how, or what good practice does me. Div- Divneet Carlisle is the author, speaker, and consciousness expert. She is the discoverer of the law of unification, which empowers people to create new creations for the world and conscious life of purpose and a conscious life of purpose. She is uh, integ- an integrative thinker who uh, foregathered diverse components of research using her visionary perspective to devise the formula of creation to unlock our highest potential. Divneet helps individuals to master innovation, mental clarity, and self-knowledge for personal and social transformations. Ladies and gentlemen, please open your ears, open your minds, and help me welcome in Divneet Carlisle to the Mind Dog TV podcast. Divneet, welcome. Hi, Matt. Thank you so much for having me. 
Uh, it's my pleasure to have you. Now, uh, I'm not sure how much how familiar you with uh, the program you are, but one of the questions I've asked just about everybody who brings up the word about consciousness is what it is, because we hear the word thrown around a lot, uh, but nobody can really give me a real uh, concrete definition of what consciousness is. Can you? Yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, um, I have I have read a lot of books about uh, spirituality and uh, consciousness. And uh, even I was not able to get it until I had, you know, this direct experience about it. And uh, that that was it. And that was the time when I actually understood what consciousness is. And um, if I really have to define it like in words, uh, I would really not be able to define it, to be very honest. Uh, yeah, if uh, only if people can experience it, they will really know what it is. But yeah, sure, I can say that um, every organism, everything in this world, everything, you know, uh, even, even the non-living thing, even the living things everything is like it's like filled with this consciousness it can be this bright light because this this is something i experienced when i actually uh, saw it i got this awakening and i was able to uh, this see this bright light coming out of even non-living things uh, when i was like out in the open even when i was in my room at that moment but yeah now it's very evident right now because i'm just used to you know uh, seeing it to witness uh, witnessing it so uh, now uh, I, I'm really like when I go out in the balcony or when, you know, it's very uh, vast place, I'm able to witness this even more. Like then I can see the contrast. But yeah, it's everywhere. The consciousness and uh, uh, if we have to define it in words, it's like uh, it's always evolving and it needs to evolve through like each one of us. And consciousness is something that uh, uh, the purpose of consciousness is evolution and we human beings we are we are a, a medium through which consciousness can evolve so yes uh, you know we we need to kind of uh, be be a partner in its evolution be a co-creator when it wants to create new creations in the world when it wants to bring uh, new innovations into the world we just can't you know uh, can't just stick around the old things and uh, feel like, no, that is the way we have to live our lives. That is the way our planet needs to do. I even talk about uh, the purpose here. When we talk about the purpose, the life purpose, uh, it also consciousness plays a major role in, uh, in you know, uh, defining or in a kind of uh, deciding our life purpose because we all are here for a purpose. And the major purpose we are all are here for is evolution. Interesting. Um, I'm not sure I, I still get it, but uh, uh, what I gather from that answer is, uh, you know, I, I thought my first thought was uh, back in the 70s in the United States, we had this uh, uh, discussion about pornography and one of the judges trying to make a federal law about what pornography, what should be uh, accessible at what age and all that stuff. He said he can't define por pornography, but I know it when I see it. Uh, and so I'm thinking... Uh, consciousness is something like that it's like love i i can't really define it in a very substantial way that people can really hold on to a definition but i i know it when i see it i know it when i feel it which is kind of uh difficult for a guy like me who really depends on uh right. having, 
right right and one more thing is that uh, even you know um if uh, the thing by, uh, we can really get to know about consciousness is by uh, by being aware of it and uh, we can we can try to kind of increase our awareness try to reach those heightened levels of awareness to actually witness it to actually know what it is because um, you, we all want to know it right you know when i kind of experienced it it was uh, for a while it was good i was feeling good it was like a very fulfilling but still there was this thing what if i could share it with everyone but i could not i just can guide them i just can you know uh, tell them this is the path they have to follow or i just can show them the way this is uh, what you have to walk upon and you will be able to see it uh, that's wow. how i can do it yeah uh, i cannot it's it's not something that uh, i cannot uh, i can you know uh, record a video and give it to them look this is consciousness i cannot do that i can only tell them you can find it yourself just walk that path just go on that path and it will you will witness it as well there um there are so many stories right now we all are seeing people are getting awakened people are uh, getting uh, you know enlightened uh, earlier it was very rare but now uh, because you know i uh, i was a spiritual person earlier i used to read books i used to do these meditation practices but uh, i would say i never did these practices uh, as those old people those old yogis used to do like i did not put in that much effort uh, i would and it just happened and if it could happen with uh, a little effort we can all do it and we can you know uh, take this planet to those higher levels of consciousness just by putting a little bit of effort but yeah definitely there are obstacles on the path and we have to be really careful or you know we have to identify those obstacles and get over them to reach that path where we can actually witness what consciousness is mm. uh very a lot to unpack in in there and i could see this is going to be a very um deep conversation for for me at least uh trying to uh, get wrap my hands around uh all of this subject a little bit because of how this ties into life's purpose now um I, life's purpose you know for for everybody it's something i talk about a lot on this program because i think most people who are unhappy in life are unhappy because they have not discovered a purpose for their life but it sounds like when we when we intertwine this thing with consciousness the idea of a life purpose with consciousness that in some way your life's purpose is predetermined before you before you're born in other words you're just there to discover it uh and being conscious of what your life was meant to do rather than just deciding on what your life's purpose is in other words it, it's kind of predetermined by a higher being Am I on the right track uh with with your thinking on that or not? Yeah, quite right I would say. Uh I do not know about the higher being though. <laughs> What I can say here is that uh, definitely when we become aware of our choices. So um I'll give an example here. I usually give this example a lot. Uh, I talk about the lower levels, the desires which come from lower levels of consciousness and then the desires which come from higher levels of consciousness. Now, uh, what happens is we come here, we do not know what we want. We are all like sleepwalking here and we are doing what other people are 
are doing. So if someone is doing some work, okay, so this is good. This is going to provide me good living, good, uh, good money. I'm going to do the same. So this is a desire which is generated out of those lower levels of consciousness because I was not aware what I'm here for. I just did, uh, which would, you know, give me some food, give me some money, give me some good living. I just did that. Now, the desires which come from those higher levels of consciousness, uh, which really are uh, the desires which will help us uh, in our evolution, in providing us fulfillment, and as a whole, as you know, also providing fulfillment to the planet, also evolving the planet. Now, those desires, those desires are the one we need to follow, we need to fulfill. And that is where our true life purpose comes from. And I also use the word individual dharma here. So individual dharma is like we all have this individual dharma. Karma, which can help us evolve and which can also in turn, you know, uh, result in the evolution of the planet and will uh, result in the uh, kind of fulfillment of the absolute dharma of the whole universe. So that is that is what we need to do. And what we do is if we are going to if we are going to follow this individual dharma, we are helping we are helping that absolute dharma reach it ultimate reach its ultimate destination and uh, you know a kind of uh, helping it evolve the planet but if we are not doing that we are just you know entangled our mind is entangled in those lower levels of consciousness in those lower desires and we are just trying to fulfill them day on day on we are not going to get fulfillment because it's kind of a repetitive thing we just we are not excited we are not conscious we are sleepwalking we are just uh, we do not know what we are doing. We are following what other people are doing. Yeah. Uh, is it possible that somebody thinks they've discovered their life's purpose and they're on the they're, they're following their life's purpose and be totally wrong? Uh, if someone knows, if someone is conscious about their life purpose, how can they be wrong? And I also say there is nothing, you know, there is nothing right or wrong. It's just like, uh, it's just about what is leading to evolution and what is you making, uh, what is you, you know, uh, what is making you stop? So it's not about right or wrong. It's about the path which is uh, making you evolve, which is resulting in your evolution and the path that is just keeping you stuck in there in those lower levels of consciousness. Um, I'm give, I'll give you an example of what I think, uh, mm -hmm. where I think somebody could be wrong. Uh, I watched an old interview with Bob Dylan last night and, and I can't even think of it name he was 60 minutes interview and he asked bob dylan because bob dylan said he he always had uh this idea of destiny in his mind that he was destined to be a um a somebody who who touched a lot of people in a lot of ways with his words and, and music he believed that there are people who also believe, but he said you got to keep that stuff to yourself because saying that out loud you know you can really uh cause some trouble for yourself if you say that out loud but there are people who walk around with that same belief who don't necessarily have the talent and fail at it quite a bit and don't don't reach anybody and all they have is in their mind that this is their destiny this is what they're supposed to do but constantly fail at it and don't necessarily even have a talent or aptitude towards what they are pursuing but they blindly want it so bad that they're pursuing it and believe that that's their purpose destiny in life and they're wrong i mean that's how they are and i mean wrong in in terms of they're not succeeding and just 
you know, continually failing and continue to uh, chase a, a failed uh, dream. So that's it, right. Uh, yeah, that's right, Matt. It happens. I, I'll tell you now here what happens here is uh, when we talk about beliefs. Now, if you read Mastering Creation using the law of unification, uh, beliefs are a part uh, of lower levels of consciousness if they are formed uninquired so beliefs that are not inquired maybe which are formed in a very young age or maybe which kind of you know beliefs can be formed anytime it can be formed through your subconscious mind someone just you know doing those affirmations forming a belief pattern in us uh, someone is putting that into our mind or or we can we are just seeing some information continuously and the outer environment is influencing us which uh, because of which we are developing those beliefs in our lives now those beliefs uh, necessarily do not uh, uh, do not uh, uh, mean that they are our life purpose. So the here individual dharma or the life purpose is very different from the beliefs. So beliefs are not uh, our life purpose or individual dharma. Just because uh, there was a time. So if I will talk to, uh, if I talk about my life, uh, you know, prior to this uh, experience, prior to my awakening or everything, uh, I believe that I'm going to do very well in my job. I was doing. I was so identified with it. But uh, when that dissolution came in, when that person dissolved, the person who believed actually just vanished. I was doing this meditation practice, and uh, in a moment, the person was not there. I was not able to meditate. I was not able to, you know, the person who was so spiritual, who thought the person that uh, she's so spiritual, the Vita is so spiritual and doing meditation practices and everything, just kind of vanished in a way. And I was like, what just happened? And it was so disorienting. I did not know what to do. It just became empty. But it was very silent. It was very peaceful at that moment. But it was very dark as well until this brightness came in. So there was this dark, silent, peaceful period. And then this brightness came in when everything just started getting brighter. Now, this is very, you know, uh, the experience I'm sharing here. Uh, but until then, I thought that was my life purpose, what I was doing earlier. But that was the life purpose of those beliefs, that person that was de developed using that beliefs, which were, you know, maybe I took it, took them up in my childhood, maybe through television, maybe through my upbringing. And the person started believing that uh, this is what I have to do. When the person went away, the real life, life purpose came in. Now I cannot think, you know, I wrote this book. I had no idea how to do that. Uh, <laughs> I have never written a book. Uh, I'm not a writer, but yeah, I had to do it. Those ideas, just kind, they kind of, you know, uh, started coming in with force and I had to work upon them. I started researching. I started uh, putting in, you know, contemplating, did so much of self-inquiry, spent so much time in solitude because of this. And I had to do it anyway. And that is when I realized that uh, I was, uh, I, actually, this was my life purpose. Since childhood, I was into those spiritual things. But yeah, I was, uh, I was just keeping it, you know, I was just trying to balance it with my material life. Like, I was doing meditation. I, I love to read spiritual texts, spiritual books, but I never thought that I have to do this. Uh, I thought maybe that's just I'll, I'll do it because that's that may be my interest. That is my interest or something. But, you know, I did not know until I had to do it. So this is how maybe this this was my individual dharma, by, but I was not conscious about it. And I was uh, those beliefs sometimes uh, which we are talking about, sometimes they cause so much problems in our lives. We become so stubborn because of those beliefs that we just do not uh, want to change or change that life path.
so it's like even if even if that higher consciousness is trying to tell us that no this is not your purpose this you have to do this and because that's not attractive because that's not providing us so much of money we'll not take that path we'll be like no this is my life purpose i believe this is my life purpose right so yeah beliefs can be wrong as you said yeah and we can hold on to desire uh and and let that be our guide uh, so it's it's a difficult uh thing to kind of navigate from from the beginning let me show the book here the book is called mastering creation using the law of unification so we're talking about uh consciousness and connecting with higher consciousness right to discover uh what your true purpose is what are the first if you want to go there what are the first steps in in connecting with that higher consciousness i think because we talk about these lower levels of consciousness because there are so many so much information in this world and so many things that are you know uh, surrounding us influencing us and they develop our belief systems uh, and we cannot until those belief systems uh, are kind of you know we just overcome them we can we just need to overcome those forces of lower levels of consciousness and to start with the simplest thing we can do is we can use a little bit of willpower we can exercise our willpower to rise above to control the lower impulses so that we can become aware and we can reach those heightened level of awareness where we can actually see actually watch if the if those beliefs which we are you know which we think that uh, this is our life purpose if we think this is our life purpose and maybe it's not uh, we need to really get over them and reach those higher levels of consciousness and there are so many ways we can exercise willpower the simplest one i always share with everyone is uh, you know meet commitments so like if we commit anything about anything to ourselves or anyone just do it just uh, do it daily it uh, and day on if we we are going to do this every day we're going to see that actually we are able to gain a little bit of control over our lower impulses and it becomes uh, it just becomes clear day on uh, day after day that uh, this uh, exercising this willpower actually helps us getting this heightened level of awareness so it can be anything if i promise myself that i have to do this tomorrow i should do that tomorrow i should not be like no let it be i'll do it day after tomorrow now that's not going to help us that is we we are we are just you know making it weak we are not using that we are not exercising that we exercise our muscles we exercise our you know we go to gym every day why can't do this why can't because this is going to take us uh, really to uh, those higher levels of consciousness and in today's times we really need to do this uh, because there is so much distraction in the world right now uh, take it social media take it anything it's filled with so much of distractions and i do not know what people are doing so there there's so many things they are doing which are you know even not necessary why we are even doing that those things and uh, people follow that people just uh, they kind of just i do not know the social media is something people just get hypnotized when they are just scrolling that screen and they're like keep scrolling creep scrolling and unconsciously we are taking all that data inside and uh, and those those uh, those you know that information and everything they can become our beliefs we do not know and then we are going to start follow them and then we are going to realize at a point of time that no it's not providing us fulfillment and it's never going to provide us fulfillment if it's not our uh, you know highest duty the highest duty is what provides us fulfillment interesting stuff now uh in the 
title, uh, just in the title of the book, there's two parts that I'm very curious about. Mastering creation, I want to talk about uh, the crea- uh, the art of creation, the, the, um, the idea of creation and why we do it. But before I do that, the law of unification. What exactly is the law of unification? What are we unifying? Right. Um, So law of unification here is uh, when I started my research, when those ideas were coming in, because I read so many books on, uh, you know, I read mythologies, I read holy books, holy texts, and uh, these ideas were hitting me hard. And at that moment, I was searching for something. And uh, what I... uh, I found this this formula of creation, this law of unification in various mythologies, in various ancient texts, not just that, even in how uh, the geniuses, the um, inventors or any person who brings new creations to this world, how they bring them or how they create them. And it was the same formula everywhere. It was uh, present in the motives of creator gods. Uh, how they were represented using uh, using a, a reptile, and then there was this eagle above them, and it was in so many so many mythologies, not just one. And then there was this uh, the same uh, the same motive uh, is also found in one of the museums in US, but now they they were fighting both of them. So this is a theory which was developed. If you are gonna, if anyone is going to read Mastering Creation, they'll find out how the law of unification, how I discovered it. And then it's also in Bhagavad Gita where they talk about this tree of life, the creator. Even uh, even the Bible talks about uh, if we can bring those higher creations to this world, and. Um, the geniuses, they have brought these ideas. Whenever they have brought any new creation into this world, they have not brought it uh, using the mind. So many geniuses in their interviews, in their you know papers, they have told that uh, they discovered this, you know, this new discovery uh, through an idea which came to them when they were, uh, their mind silenced for a while, they relaxed, maybe in a vision, maybe in a dream, maybe when they were just sitting and doing nothing. And then they worked upon it using the mind. And this is law of unification. Law of unification is we need that idea mind. We need to reach that plane of idea mind and unify it with the human mind. And only then we can bring the creation, bring new creations into the world. So law of unification is to rise higher above the lower levels of consciousness, because that's the only way we can get in touch with the idea mind. Idea mind is the link. Uh, with the higher level of consciousness. It's like a link between the mind and the higher level of consciousness. So first we need to rise above those lower levels, connect with the idea mind, take the idea, and then use our mind to give form to that idea into the world. And uh, I also compare this with uh, law of attraction. And I tell people that it's very, it's just, uh, you know, it's kind of opposite. Uh, if you compare it with law of attraction because law law of attraction is uh, you know they're working on that lower level of consciousness they are bringing a desire from from the mind like i need this and they are trying to manifest it uh, using the mind so the mind is working here playing here but here we are connecting with those higher levels we kind of you know getting in touch there and we kind of bringing our highest duty into the world and then we are manifesting that highest duty in this world and in this planet and it's not going to help us uh, just not help us but the planet as well the whole because uh, it just takes care of the functioning of the whole yeah, um, well, I've had a lot of people on here who uh, talk about the law of uh, attraction. Some of them uh, 
don't want to be overt about it because it's it's kind of gotten uh, kind of some bad press, and so they kind of hide their uh, agenda for the law of attraction in in or disguise it in different language. But it all comes down to the same thing: this idea of manifesting. Um, and so, I, and I'm I'm always doubtful of it. I mean, just because you want something and desire something, you actually have to take action and have some kind of plan in order to. Uh, make things happen. You can't just sit on a lump and think, oh, I want to bring this into my life and it's going to magically happen. I just don't believe that. I don't think there's any evidence. At least I've never seen that. You can do it without actually taking action. Now, I will say, if you believe and desire something bad enough and you concentrate on it, you're more likely to take action towards uh, creating that in your life. Uh, in other words, if, if I want something bad enough and I, I focused on it and obsess on it, I'm going to get up off the couch sooner or later and do something towards towards getting there in some way or another. And that can be a very helpful thing. But the idea that you can just want it into your life uh, just doesn't seem to work with me. Now, I'll tell you, Matt, here, like, uh, as you have, like, discussed, you know, taken this topic. So what happens here with law of attraction is I'll just share a little bit of, with your listeners. So you're right that, uh, yeah, we need to take action. But what they talk about, I guess, law of attraction is that uh, when you, you know, want something, you kind of repetitively maybe do use those affirmations and all those kind of things and put them in your subconscious mind. So in turn, we are not uh, consciously taking action here, but in turn, subconscious mind will uh, you know uh, at last will force us into taking action so it all comes to the same thing we can consciously take action or we can you know use those uh, techniques of law of attraction and all those things and try to put them into our subconscious mind so that it can force us to take action because we cannot do that consciously so maybe that that's <laughs> that's what uh, they do it okay i have a two-part question uh, it, it, and it, it's necessarily a two-part question. So I don't. I, I try my best to to limit it to one question at a time. But this is necessarily a two-part question: Is every human being a creative person, and what drives human beings to create? Every human being is a creative person because the spirit of creation is in every human being. Consciousness itself is the creator we are made of uh, you know consciousness and uh, consciousness is what creates so we are all uh, you know uh, we are made up of this consciousness so we can create but we need to again i'm saying the same thing again uh, we need to kind of you know uh, awaken that creative spirit there is a creative spirit in every one of us but we need to awaken that we need to kind of you know um tap into that uh, like if the idea mind, we need to tap into the idea mind because that is where the power of uh, provision or power of uh, wisdom comes from, where we can actually get those ideas, get those new evolved ideas, creative ideas, which can help us uh, create something. We can use our mind uh, to create something, but that would not be creative. That would be more like, because our mind is all knowledge and information, uh, very much into, you know, uh, very limited. So that would not be creative. 
So we need to reach out to that those higher levels, that idea mind, where actually that creative spirit, I would say. I, I do not say that uh, creative spirit is an idea mind. It is in us. But that creative spirit needs to get in touch with that idea mind and bring those ideas and, you know, create that. Because if we cannot get in touch with that, with the idea mind, we would not be able to create that. And that creative spirit will remain uh, unused or untapped or maybe it will, you know, kind of... Uh, if maybe it will remain sleeping in us. And also, uh, if I talk about uh, Indian mythology, we also have, uh, we also have this uh, creative spirit, which people talk about in Indian mythology. And they say that uh, there is a creative spirit in everyone and the person has to create this world or the person who creates uh, the, you know, gods who create this world, they also need to get into that emptiness from where uh, they can get that power of creation because everything arises from that emptiness. So I can say that idea mind may be that uh, it provides that space, that emptiness where we get that creativity or to, you know, it's, it's kind of a vast plane where we can explore different things without any limit. Uh, with uh, being free and uh, just uh, thinking about uh, anything. Mind's, mind is limited. It's, it's going to put in so many barriers on that creative thinking. It cannot make us creative. Uh, it can just put limits uh, on our thinking. Right. Well, one of the, re and you kind of touched on this in, in, a, in a roundabout way there. Uh, one of the reasons I like to ask that question is what, why human beings are driven to create because there's a lot of atheism in the world, and I, I, I'm very curious about the nature of creation, who, who created the universe and all that. I'm not, I'm not going to throw, you know, necessarily the word God out there. I don't know, and and we use the word God to mean a lot of different things. It means a lot of different things to a lot of people. And I know there's the idea of religion, and then there's the idea of creation, and somehow they get tangled together. If you believe in creation as a you know the the universe came to be as a creative force uh by an intelligent design that you're somehow talking about god and religion and i don't think it's necessarily true but i'm curious to understand this but when i talk to atheists I'm, i love to ask the question of why do you think that human beings are uniquely driven to create because in some way uh, I think we are emulating God within ourselves. The idea of God, we're putting ourselves in that place, and that's what fulfills us is this this idea that we can be the creator. Um, do, do you follow what, what I'm saying there? And, and uh, is this a spiritual uh, thing, and, and or is it because a lot of people will con convolute it with uh, being somewhat of a religion? Uh, am I off base here? I think I got your question. Um... Yes, this is true that uh, we are all, you know, kind of formed in that uh, kind of made of that same mold, uh, which you're talking about, like the creator, the one, the power that created us. Yes, uh, that is true. And also, like, uh, we can use various words here, consciousness, energy, whatever we want to say. So if I talk about this consciousness, which creates, I also, I, I always say that uh, the consciousness needs to evolve. Similarly, humans need to evolve. And how are we going to evolve? Uh, the inner evolution is okay. 
So that, that is one thing, the inner revolution. But when that inner revolution happens, uh, we, we also have to manifest it or we also have to uh, make it or uh, bring it into the form, that evolution. So, for example, if every person is, uh, you know, getting evolved, now uh, we need to create those new creations in the world because those new, uh, new evolved souls or maybe that new consciousness, it's not going to fit into those old models, those old frameworks. And that is the reason human beings want to create. And that is the reason because everyone wants to create. The reason is they want to bring something new to this planet. They want to, you know, um, maybe to the planet, maybe into their lives. Maybe they, they have this desire, this highest desire to bring new into this world. Uh, it can happen by bringing a small child into this world, a baby. It can happen uh, by bringing new creations, anything, new models, new frameworks, anything. And uh, when those things, and you know, this desire, it's not just of human beings. It's actually the desire of consciousness. It's not our personal desire, I would say. It's like the desire of that uh, that higher consciousness. And that is what, uh, what we feel inside us. And that is what, you know, kind of uh, pokes us, like, do this, create this and bring it into this planet. And if we do not follow it, uh, we, we just feel unfulfilled because it's not, it's not us who are doing it. It's just kind of something in us, that consciousness in us that wants to evolve through us, that wants to bring those higher things onto this planet or uh, in the universe. No, I agree with you on, on that. Um, but you used the word, uh, phrase, everybody wants to create. And I think while that, might be true there are a lot of people who are denying their own creativity or desire to create and i think that leads to this kind of um mindset of a meaningless life a lot of people feel like their life has no meaning it's just um a feather on a breeze going where where wherever it might be and uh i Again, I was watching a, a YouTube video last night. A young man, 24 years old, was a YouTube creator uh, from the age of like 13 or something. He, he had a YouTube channel. I don't guess it wasn't doing that great because he wasn't making money off it, uh, or at least enough to sustain himself. But he, he went on about how meaningless and pointless life was. At 24 years old, he ended up um, going up and shooting up his place of work and killing himself just to kind of make a mark just to crying out to try for attention and all this stuff but it, the the point of it i guess for me was that he felt that life was meaningless even though he ha did have things that drove him to create he did not see the success of what he was trying to create became very discouraged and denied that he was a creator at all and felt like his life was meaningless and had no purpose whatsoever so why do you think that is that we are in a place where people, I agree with you that we all have this innate need to create, but some of us sublimate it and deny it. Why do you think that is? Because we are not. Uh oh, we're locked up. I'm not getting any of this. <laughs> Are you there? Do you hear me? I don't hear you. Oh, uh, no. I hope we didn't lose her. Started to answer me and then uh Divneet, i'm going to try to pull you out and push you back in hold on let's see again nope she's gone we lost her 
Oh, well, folks, because the answer is because you... <laughs> funny place to be. Hopefully she'll uh, find a way back into the room somehow. Uh, we lost her. I don't even know if she knows that we lost her. I hate when this happens. StreamYard, you got to give me a, a, a cure for this and, and figure out what's going on and why this kind of stuff happens uh, from time to time because it really does <laughs> slow things down, put a, a real hiccup in the conversation when we have to try to pick up later on and figure out what the question was. But there we are. We've lost Divneet. Hopefully she'll find her way back in uh, and be able to answer that question about why many people deny their creativity, deny their need to create, and end up feeling um, meaningless, like their life is meaningless. And again, uh, th that question stems from a, a video I watched on YouTube last night about this young guy, 24 years old, uh, been YouTubing for a while, uh, and obviously a very, very hurt and damaged young man. Emotionally, uh, seemed to be neglected, not uh, getting any of what he needed from his parents or, or friends or anything, no attention, you know, because he had been talking about this idea of going out and uh, doing a Columbine type massacre to get attention. He had been talking about it on YouTube daily for years and nobody was paying attention to him. His mother took him to get two shotguns. No, no, no inclination to have a talk with the guy and say, you know, what's going on with you? Uh, all sorts of things like that. He identified with a cartoon character that he was believed he, he was going to become in the afterlife. It looks like uh, Devnit is back with us. Hi, Matt. Uh, hi. So I'm could, so sorry. Uh, that, I think my uh, it's not your fault. It's it's uh, the fault of the technology. So you don't need to be sorry. I, I'm, and we're going to try and get that technology worked out. But the question I had to you before we lost you, and I was explaining to the audience where that came from, in at least in my perspective today, uh, is why people end up denying their creativity, sublimating it, pushing it down, and think, and then end up feeling like their life is worthless or meaningless. Right, right, right. So um, I was saying the same thing again, again here, that they are not aware of the purpose. You know, their creativity, maybe it, it is there. Uh, like I said, if I check, uh, I talk about my experience, um, I, I never knew that uh, I would, you know, do this work, write this book, discover this formula or anything i was just doing my job and i was kind of okay with it and i never tried to explore it even and i'll share an experience here with me i was working in a uh, in a in a school and there was this group and they just uh, asked me to you know some uh, a few lines about something and i was like uh, i cannot write i'm not a writer <laughs> So, uh, you know, uh, we uh, we cannot, uh, we are just not aware about our creativity until we actually explore it or until, you know, that really something wants to be come out of us or something needs to be created out of us. Or maybe we need to become those vessels of those higher creativity and uh, create those things into this world. And while you were talking about that, uh, the boy, that uh, the boy who was, you know, he was uh, not getting success in what he was doing. So um, 
if i talk about creativity then uh, even uh, i do not think even the book does not say that we really need to succeed while we are creating something uh in there is a beautiful verse in bhagavad gita and it says that um uh, even if someone strives in his uh, following his own individual dharma it's it's okay it's not necessary to and it's not important to succeed it's so it's better to strive in one's following one's own individual dharma than to succeed in another person's dharma or following another person's dharma so it's not about success here creativity is not about success it's just about you know following your highest duty or your individual dharma and using those creative powers to create something new and success is something uh, if if it ha- if it has to happen it will happen and if it, it does not have has to happen it will not happen but your uh, your highest duty your high individual dharma your that creative energy which has which is which has you know uh, helped you in creating something new will actually provide you that fulfillment even if it's not providing you success because success and fulfillment they are not i, I do not equate i cannot even equate them like uh i do not say success is equal to fulfillment or fulfillment is equal to success even um uh, i have uh, i you know recently someone just approached me and uh, i gave some uh, these uh, recommendations about uh, about books which we can read uh, about following a purpose so there was this book which i have read about uh, a a gen a secretary general of united united nation i think his name is dag and now i cannot pronounce the last name it's so he's a swedish uh, secretary general so um now that person if you will read his book he was such a like in terms of success that person was uh, so good he has achieved so many things but then that book contains so many details about his life those deep quotes about his life and how he actually feels and if we read that in quiet time in a contemplative manner we will actually understand that if success is not motivated uh, with with a higher purpose with a higher duty it's not going to bring us fulfillment anyway so yes that creative power uh, is in us we need to create those new creations but for a higher purpose it should be like a like a dedication to that which has created us like something created us and we should create something for that uh, that higher creation that thing which has created us because uh, i something created us for show sure. something is you know uh, we are we all are mortals here and we do not know what created us we do not know where we are going to go after you know uh, the th- the life ends so well, yeah, I, I would, so I would say I would say I uh tend to agree with you. I'm not 100% uh I can't say I know that you're right for sure, but I tend to agree with you that something created created. But you have to know that there are probably half the planet or close to half the planet will say no, no nothing created us. We are a a an accident of chemistry uh that just happened to uh, by coincidence. Right. So that yeah, that can say Yeah, a lot of people have that as a belief and and are convinced that that's the case. So, uh that doesn't, you know, the idea that we can put out that something that created us, I can agree with you, but that doesn't mean we're right. <laughs> no, you don't have to agree with me. See, this is this uh you know, the first thing which I have told in the book is those lower levels of forces, they are the beliefs. or the uninquired beliefs which are formed so if i am saying something and you're going to believe it no i would say don't believe me <laughs> to not believe me 
do those practices, do the self-inquiry, follow that path, and then see for yourself. Do not believe what I'm saying. No, just do it. Do those things. Read that theory. Do those practices and see if you can feel something. If see if you can see that, yeah, your awareness is getting heightened. You are reaching those levels of heightened awareness. And see if you are able to, you know, consciously witness those subtle things which we cannot witness because of so many influences, so many distractions. Our minds are sleeping and we just cannot witness those things. And when that subtle things come into play, we uh, slowly that... Uh, Right now, I would say um, it just uh, those words, if I talk about knowing or understanding it, uh, we cannot understand those things. Even, you know, I, I was the person who was always skeptic, skeptic of things or even I read those things, those books, but there was always a question mark in my mind, like what? I never followed uh, kind of, you know, those rituals and everything, never did that. Yeah, but yeah, I, I... It, it just... <laughs> I have nothing but question marks in my mind. I mean, I I, I like to I think I am starting to awaken, get getting some deeper understanding of the universe that we live in and and all that it encompasses. But uh, the more I learn, the I feel like the less I know. And that's the true. More that's confusing. true. That's yeah. true, Matt. And yes, the more you're going to read the books, it's going to confuse you. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying this. I read so many books and the experience which I had, it was very normal. Like it just brings you to that normal human experience. And then it just, uh, just it's, it's like a knowing. Those books are just words. They just point to that thing. But if we are going to, you know, stick to those words, it's, it's, uh, those books are even an obstacle. If we are going to stick to those words, follow those rules, follow those you know, things and everything. Uh, so yeah, we have to do this inquiry, the self-inquiry, always following that uh, question mark, uh, spend time in solitude, ask for yourself, what is it? And when the answer comes from within, that's the truth. That's the true answer. It's to not hear it from other people, to not believe in what other people say. Let it come from from that inner space, from that, you know, if, if we can call it idea mind, from inside you. That is the true thing. That's that's the truth. Idea mind. Okay. You've said that many times. I'm going to look further into the whole idea, a concept of idea mind and where where ideas come from. Um, earlier, you, you kind of touched on this idea of awakening. A lot of people are starting to become more aware or uh, or curious at least about consciousness if that's true and it certainly is uh, curious there is a curiosity around it and i've talked to so many people on this program about it but if we are moving towards some kind of awakening uh why do we see so much discord so much uh, anger so much hatred so much ugliness within the human race and does it i guess this is another two-part question does it do, do we help ourselves by even looking at the world and what's going on in, in the global world and all the strife and disagreement and, and discord that we have? Or should we only be concentrating on ourselves and the people closest to us? No, uh, we see. Uh, yes, this is true that people are becoming more aware. And if we talk about this discard, this distortion, uh, it's yes, this is increasing. Obviously, this is increasing. And the major reason I've also discussed in my book, uh, the reason is that this evolution is happening. We all know that. 
this awareness uh, is increasing. People, there are a lot of people becoming aware. Now, when the consciousness is actually reaching those higher levels of consciousness, and when there are still people who have not evolved, and there are still frameworks, still models which are not as evolved as those higher levels of consciousness, they are going to, you know, uh, they are going to fall off. And there are also people who stubbornly clinch to those old things because of which this anger, this frustration comes in. The reason for anger, frustration, anxiety is that we, when we do not follow that evolving consciousness. So uh, let's say if this consciousness is evolving, it wants us to evolve. It wants us to follow that path to become, you know, maybe a peaceful planet, maybe anything, whatever the reason is, uh, the consciousness wants to bring onto this planet, whatever the thing. But we are not following it. Now, this is what is going to bring struggle into our life. We are going to get anxious. We are going to be afraid. We are going to be fearful. We are going to be, maybe maybe we'll try to fight it. So all this is going to turn into suffering. And this is what we are seeing here. It's kind of a fight. And this is, again, I have uh, the the motive which I talk about, uh, in uh, which is found in this uh, museum in US uh, of a bird fighting with the reptile. It's like the same thing, the bird depicting the higher consciousness. And the reptile is our material world, which is, you know, just fighting that higher consciousness, trying to, and this is the struggle. It's not trying to, you know, cooperate with it. To like, let us say the higher consciousness wants to walk this path. Let's walk with it. Let's become a co-creator in this process and take the planet to those higher levels, make it a peaceful planet filled with compassionate human beings. We are trying to fight it. No, our egos are trying to fight it. We want this. We want that. I don't want to cooperate. And that motive explains this. So this is when we try to uh, when we try to uh, hinder the unification. So unification has to happen. The law of unification is the ultimate law. It's like the highest law of the higher consciousness. And we are just trying to become uh, an obstacle on its path. So this is the reason we are suffering. We are having those kind of, you know, hiding levels of uh, the anger, fear, and all these emotions are coming onto surface because of that. Right. Well, I've seen on this program uh, people who want to bring out this idea of um, an awakening, but they, they, there is conflict within them. Now, I'll, get, I'll try to make this as briefly as possible. Um, woman who came on this program, she claimed that she was abducted by aliens who did brain surgery on her. Uh, but the, <laughs> the, um, the intent of the brain surgery they did on her was to make her more highly aware, more uh, tap into the higher consciousness, as you call it, and so to uh, able to facilitate an awakening among the human race and a greater awakening among people. And a psychic who was on the program who uh, took uh, he was very contrary to her and was angry with her and wanted to say that all this stuff about awakening is just it's it's bad for for uh what he's trying to promote which is this whole idea of uh getting in, t in touch with the uh, uh past spirits and all that stuff then i had another guy on who said claimed to have talked to an alien who who <laughs> comes down to give him gui uh, uh, guidance on uh, fostering a greater awakening among mankind. Now, the three of them are caught in this conflict of who's right, ego, who wants to take control, or who who's right and wrong, and who's 
who's got the real answers to real truth and all that stuff. And so we end up in this battle of people who got into it, I believe, with probably good intent trying to help people figure out what's wrong with and, and, and find some purpose in their life. But it ends up in a cluster of anger and conflict and, and all these people who are just trying to prove that they're right and the other one is wrong. What do you have to say about that? Because there are a lot of people and this conversation is kind of widespread. And when we talk about the awakening, why does it lead to conflict within people who are trying to, to discover what you talk about in the law of unification? Right, right. This is, this is such, a, such a beautiful question, Matt. And, you know, uh, when we are walking on this spiritual path or maybe the path of evolution or path of we're just following it, maybe through any psychic medium or any other uh, channel or, you know, trying to do various practices and things, they all are spiritual activities, no doubt. But clinging to those spiritual activities is what uh, kind of act as a hindrance on our path. Like if we cannot leave it, uh, it's not going to it's it's again, uh, you know, become our ego. It, it's gonna amplify our ego again. So, for example, I, I if I if I would have said that uh, now I read these spiritual books or these holy texts and this is the ultimate truth and there is nothing else which can be right again, what will happen? It will simply amplify my ego because there are various paths to reach the truth. There are various ways to awaken. It's not just one path. And uh, all these spiritual activities, there are so many things people do. But when people use those things instead of reaching the truth, uh, they use those things to, you know, uh, just uh, kind of do those small activities. Like, uh, I I'll give you an example here. Let's let's talk about uh, uh, if people, uh, people who you know uh, are healers or something, if, or past life or something, so they have to help people in just uh, maybe they are good for those people who can uh, who are just quite who just cannot exercise their willpower or who cannot uh, get over those things themselves. Uh, they cannot overcome their mind. So these people are there to help those people so that they can you know get those. Uh, past life regression and just get to know a little bit about how the world works and make them more aware so that they do not become attached to uh, maybe our, uh, you know, the, this life and to people. So just to break those attachments, maybe just to make them more aware. But when those things become the ultimate, you know, kind of uh, the truth for them, that is when, uh, when uh, that whole... Uh, kind of their evolution is hindered, their evolution is stopped and ego is amplified. We need to take those things and we need to step on to the next thing that is coming up. Maybe, I do not know, maybe what is next, maybe anything can come up and that could be that could be a part of my journey, that could be a part of my truth. One thing cannot be always right. Maybe I'm here, I'm teaching law of unification. Maybe you are teaching the spiritual path through any other medium. Maybe uh, you are doing this podcast and creating awareness through another channel. So it's, it's just... Uh, and for this, the ego needs to dissolve. The person needs to dissolve. The person gets so attached to the work. Uh, this is also part of uh, mastering creation using the law of unification. And I talk about uh, 
creators, they do not get attached to their work. They do not get attached to their creations. They are like so detached. And that is the reason they are able to bring those higher levels of consciousness onto the planet. They just create them and they just move on to the next creation they have to create. Because uh, uh, this is also when we talk about tree of life, tree of life brings truths, truths from the, uh, you know, from, uh, from those, that idea mind. But if the fruit, if you become attached to that fruit, you will not be able to reach the idea mind again. You have to create the fruit and just move on. Go to the idea mind again, create a new fruit, bring into the world. So that's how creation works. We, even our practices, we do not need to get attached to the practices. They are just children. They are just a part. They're kind of, you know, um, a way to reach that truth, to reach that highest destination to create or, but they are not something we need to fight over. Like, no, this is the right practice because I got it through this. This is the right practice. No, another person may get it through another path, another medium, another practice. Wow. Uh, heavy stuff. Uh, I'm going to show the book again. Uh, I just want to, uh, first of all, can this, can what you're talking about be taught or learned from a book or do you need a life coach? Do you need a, a, a coach to kind of walk you through can can people get uh what what they need just from reading the book i um i think uh, the guide the true guide is inside us and uh, the true guru is inside us we can okay. read several books it's gonna uh, the book's gonna teach us several paths. We can follow them. And I do not even bother if you are changing paths. I did that. <laughs> so I'm not something like if you want to follow, you have to follow one path. No, you can change if you want. You think this is what is uh, what was needed for this while, you can follow that path. And if you think for now you need to take on another path, you can follow that. You want to change books, you can do that. But uh, the true guru is inside. The true guide is inside. Uh, and, you know, in in today's age, uh, see, I do not want to really, uh, I, because for me, uh, I, for me, the guru was always inside. I read so many books. I never, I never kind of stuck to, you know, one teaching or one thing. I read a lot of books. I followed them. I left them. And when that dissolution happened, I was just not able to get it, you know, stick to anything. It was like everything fell away. It was like, what? like now what even those meditation was like it was not, it's not working what do i do so everything fell away it was empty it was nothing and that is the place where we have to reach and when we have to reach that emptiness those that nothingness any path you, you follow and you can reach there it doesn't matter the guide is inside us the true guru is inside us you don't have to uh, believe anyone just ask yourself to self-inquiry live in solitude it's it's going to work and do some, uh, you know, uh, exercise some willpower for sure. Fair enough. Um, now, you wouldn't have, I think you probably wouldn't have written the book had you not been an optimist. But I always ask people, are you an optimist for the world for, in general, for human race? Are you an optimist when you look at the future of mankind? Uh, the, uh, do, do you believe things are going to improve for us? 
Yes, I am an optimist for sure. I am definitely, you know, what I see is light. <laughs> I do not know. It's it's all brighter and I'm so optimist. I feel that everyone can. So for me, it's like uh, everyone is enlightened. If I see, it feels like everyone is like shining bright with light. So that means they are enlightened. But, you know, when, when we ask them, no, they cannot see it. But yeah, it's there. It's, it's obviously there. That's the reason I can see it. So it's just maybe they have to, you know, dissolve that ego, dissolve that person and they will be able to see it. It's like a barrier that person that ego is a barrier in uh, uh, between that light and between this uh, those eyes we have so right. yeah well i appreciate that i assume you were an optimist or you wouldn't have written a book because it, 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 there has to be some kind of hope for improvement and, and that that it's gonna have make some kind of difference in the world and so you probably would be an optimist just to just to undertake the book but i always have to and also yeah and also because i have like i have this strong faith and uh, it it is there i do not know but it it is like from uh, the very beginning of my life and it's there so yeah optimist because of my faith as well i have this strong faith in in the planet in the universe in the consciousness and everything that has created us so yeah it's there I hope you're right. Uh, book is called Mastering Creation Using the Law of Unification. My guest has been Divneet Kaur Lau. It's a difficult pronunciation for me. I apologize for that. Uh, anyway, the website is in, uh, scrolling along the bottom there, and it's just her name.com, and the link is in the description to make it nice and easy for you. So I hope people will check it out, check out the book. I feel like we just touched the surface here, but time is limited, and we do have to end it here. I do appreciate your time. Wish you great success, and please, if you're ever so inclined to come back and continue this conversation, love to have you back. Uh, but in, in the meantime, I hope you'll be well, and thank you for coming and sharing this information with my audience today. Thank you, Mats. It was so much. It's so great to have this conversation with you. Same, same here. Thank you, and uh, be well, and bye for now. Divneet Kwal Alau, folks, and the book is called Mastering Creation Using the Law of Unification. Uh, I hope you'll check it out. It's like, as usual with these conversations, I end up with more questions at the end of them uh, than I, I started out with. Uh, curious about the subject. Uh, we'll continue to be curious about the subject. Uh, and hopefully um, you found something useful that you can apply to your life in, in this conversation. And please do check out the book and let me know what you think. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's conversation. Info at minddogtv.com. Info at minddogtv.com. I have another show coming up at 8 p.m. tonight with Alicia Shapiro, who's a nihilist. Never talked to a nihilist before. <laughs> Self-proclaimed nihilist. So we're going to find out what nihilism is all about and what the uh, what the attraction to nihilism is. So that's at 8 p.m. tonight. Until then, I'm Matt Napple for the Mind Dog TV Podcast. Thanks for joining me. Have a great rest of your day, and bye for now.
to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.